Welcome to Doug's Open Mic, a podcast spotlighting local musicians, bands, and songwriters. Hi there, everybody. Doug's Open Mic. We are back. This is our next episode. And for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, welcome. This is a show based out of Wesley, Rhode Island, basically focusing on local singer songwriters, very acoustical. We bring in local singer songwriters and we talk to them about what they're up to, their history. They play a few songs. We always try to have live music on every show. Sometimes we just bring people in to do talk because we can't do any covers due to copyright type stuff. Which is a good thing. That means everything is all original, which we love. Um, again, we bring people in. The borders are basically Boston, Hartford, New Haven, southern New England. On occasion, we talk about guitars and amplifiers. And, and even though I said we were acoustical, sometimes we do talk about that stuff. Um, and we, also what we try to talk about on occasion is... Basically, for aspiring musicians, how to get from the couch to the stage. Little tips and tricks about if somebody's listening and they're saying, I'd like to do that. It's not that hard. If I can do it, anybody can do it. So um, without further ado, let me introduce our guest for this episode. We have Brad Bensko. Say hello, Brad. Hello, everyone. And his partner in crime. Cat, uh, I don't even know her last name, I have to say. Oh, Kathleen Parks. Kathleen Parks. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> okay, so... um, <laughs> Doug, I think that... Did you not... Did you tell them the... I love when you, you describe in length the show every time that we start, first of all. And um, the look on some of the guests' face every once in a while when you talk about the no covers thing. Yeah. Did, did you tell them before no. they showed up? Not that that's going to be a problem for Brad, but well, I know Brad is full of originals. I, I tend to tell him, but I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you that I've told everyone. You very 100%. well may have told me, but I probably forgot. But yep. we have we have enough originals between the two yep. of us to yep. uh, yeah, yep. <laughs> um, make it work. <laughs> I also think that this might be our first thunderstorm during a show. Um, looking outside the window, that might be really cool if you guys are Ooh, in the middle is of it. A, an omen? No. <laughs> I think that that would sound really cool with the violin and the yeah. Um, anyway, some natural percussion. So I've known yeah. Brad for a while. We we actually play together on occasion. Um, we play over. He's in my little band that I plays over the Spice of Mansion and Mystic on occasion. Which I don't even know if I told you. I've, I've come up with a name for us. Oh, what's the name? We are the Men of Occasional Sorrow. The Men of Occasional Sorrow, I like it. Instead of constant, occasional, I like it. I see what you did there. <laughs> Which are occasional. Yeah. So anyways, I always start off with these, these um, podcasts with the, having the musicians kind of explain their early years. And they're all, it's, it's interesting how they're all somewhat the same, but all also very different. You know, almost always they have some sort of mentor that brought them in. So how'd you start, Brad? You can um, it's funny. We were actually just kind of talking about this last night. Uh, but, um, uh, I started just from listening to songs in the car on the radio as a kid. Um, just kind of starting to sing along to that stuff. A lot of it was classic rock and pop. 
um, some more contemporary stuff, which was probably the 90s, the mid-90s. And then what really got me into it was in kindergarten class, uh, I had a music teacher who would uh, change the uh, featured composer every single month. And they'd have a picture of him uh, or her and be playing that music every time music class started. And that's what really got me honed into music. And that's when I really first realized that it was a huge passion of mine and something that I knew I was going to do for a long time um, or something that I wanted to do for a career. Yeah, Um, that's a common thread. Early music teachers, you know, tend to, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think they get, in general, my personal opinion, yours may vary, I don't think teachers get nearly enough credit. You know, I think everybody thinks that they, you know, they, they get the summers off and they only, they get out at three o'clock and they get all the holidays up. I know a lot of teachers and they work hard. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, they, they, they can be extremely influential, uh, in the formative years like that. So, yeah, but that's how I really got started. And then the one fateful day, one of my good friends at the time, um, introduced me to the Beatles. I think I was probably in third grade at that point, and yeah, the rest, it was just, it was 60s pop from that point on. <laughs> so, so, so my story about the Beatles, which I've told before, but I'm going to tell it again, because, so when the Beatles were just starting out, and they were the rage, right? They were the, they were the thing. Yeah. And I was probably, um, I'm kind of old, people. Um, so I was probably about 18, and my sister was 16. And she loved them. So that made it a non, you know, non-negotiable. I couldn't possibly like what my sister liked. You know, you know I mean, that was just, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> but I went to the psychedelic group. I went the Jimi Hendrix, Cream, all that stuff. I see, stuff. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fun stuff. What about you, Kat? What, what like, got you into it? I don't think we've ever talked about this, but... <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, my father was a professional trumpet player, no so kidding. yeah, um, he was the leader of the jazz nights at West Point. Wow. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, so he was doing that, and then um, he had like a lot of funk and jazz influence, and then he also, <laughs> for a very long time, played in a polka band oh, called. No kidding. The Jimmy Stir Orchestra. Um, Is he still around? Your dad? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know it's a tricky question. I'm sorry. (laughs) I wonder if he knows my friend Gary Buttery, who plays the tuba. You know, who is very, you know, you know, he plays over in Coast Guard for 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 many years and a super super good tuba player. He plays with me and Dan Stevens sometimes. I mean, he played with um, Frank Zappa. You know. Oh wow. Yeah. So. Just kill me. If you remember, ask <laughs> Gary Butter. Okay. Know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely ask him. <laughs> you never know these horn players. My money says. <laughs> my money says. Know. And, and, and we've talked about this before. It's kind of, it's a little bit sad that as as time has gone on, bands have due to finances mostly. You know, the horn players. You know, the horn mm. section is in jazz. Big jazz bands and swing bands are. They're around, but rare. Yeah. So you grew up with music in the house, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the? Did he teach you how to play an instrument, or did you? Um, did he just encourage that? Yeah. So he and my mom both saw that I had an 
an interest in music early on, and so they kind of just stuck a violin in my hands uh, at five. And at first, I didn't really take to it. I mean, I would play it, but I didn't really love it. It wasn't until I was about nine that I started taking Irish fiddle lessons, and I really got into that after that. So. And no offense for those people who don't know, people, when people are learning violin up to a certain point, it can be very annoying. <laughs> yeah, it was very annoying, very scratchy, very, oof, it would hurt my ears and my cat's ears, <laughs> my parents' ears. Error. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very frustrating. I used to have, actually, I used to have this thing where it would be so frustrating that there were times, this was when I was really little, that I would just start saying I was itchy. I'd be like, I can't play. I'm too itchy. And it's because <laughs> I think I was just so frustrated by like having to hold it. It felt like so, you know, my body just felt so contorted trying to hold it up and get it in tune. I would just get so frustrated. I'd just put it down and start scratching. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a little, a weird little kid. And the same thing with any instrument. You know, I'm a guitar guy and Brad's a guitar guy. But after a while, you're your instrument becomes so familiar to you. You know, it's, you hardly even know it's, you, you're holding it. You know, it's just so familiar. And, it, and, your, and, your, and your fingers, after a while, your muscle memory gets up, they just kind of doing it by themselves. You don't even yeah, have to think about yeah. it. It's really quite incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I remember the first time it kind of came to me, and all of a sudden I was playing someplace, and all of a sudden somebody came up and started talking to me, and I started talking to him, and then all of a sudden I looked down, and my fingers were just playing the song. They, they, they were like, don't worry, Doug. Like, yep. We got this. You just talk to that person. We got it. <laughs> yep. It's just like another path on your brain that's just doing its own thing, autopilot or something. It's yep. funny. Yeah. So. And that's why I think great lead guitar guys, they have melodies in the hand, and as soon as they think of that, that we're with the notes that they're going to play, and they can hear it in the head, that it goes directly to the fingers. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That's something I've always really admired in a lot of my favorite yep. guitar players it's like so cool that that's totally streamlined straight, you know? straight yeah. right to the fingers yeah. speaking of who are some of your favorite um guitar players like who for both of you who were your uh influences um a lot of my influences are a lot of 60s pop uh and rock i mean but th- that's that's broadened out you know over the years but like it started with groups like the beatles um the Love and spoonful and the guitar players you know zalianovsky from the Love and spoonful and uh uh, Paul McCartney, John uh, Lennon, and George Harrison. But um, after a while, I really started getting into um, rockabilly. So people like Scotty Moore, the people that you know played with Elvis, and a lot of studio musicians from that era. And then um, going even further back, uh, a lot of the early blues players like uh, Sunhouse and Robert Johnson and Blind Lemon Jefferson. I really started digging into those guys, particularly because they're so rhythmic. Um, I just always, because I, I started on piano, then guitar, then gravitated to bass and stuck, space was really the first one that I stuck with getting into that plantation blues. When I moved back to guitar from there, it had that bass anchor in it. And that's what I always really loved. I felt very anchored even when I was playing the guitar. Um, and it, it had that kind of solid bass foundation. That's what I loved about their playing. All right. So, so yeah. since since we're all about live music, let them. Do you, do you know any? Do you have any original songs from your early years, or those basic 
covers. And, and does Kate know it? That'd be more important. I ha- yeah, I have I did, some original did, did songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, this one, um, this is actually an earlier song of mine um, that's actually on my upcoming record. Cool. Uh, we'll talk more about that. Sounds good. Um, yeah, this is, this is one of the oldest songs on the record. Um, this is called Long Gone. It's like a rockabilly tune. My baby's long gone, she's long gone Gone to find some other life far away from here Ain't it a drag, such a drag The thing she leaves so suddenly Oh, how'd all this come to be? Pinch me, hit me, oh, I'm cracking up Just tell me that she is not the one for me What would I do, so blue, sitting by the fireside, longing on some nights? Why would she just leave me? podcast i have been getting such great musicians coming by and supporting me i just uh every episode so far i just by, by the time i finished i go that was good that <laughs> was good i'm so happy to do it too it's so fun yeah that was a that was a fantastic song oh um, thank you that was awesome uh when does so we said it right before when does your um album come out uh, it's going to be released actually at the Knickerbocker uh, August twenty fourth. Oh, awesome! Really? Yeah, August twenty fourth. Yeah, I'll, I'll Kathleen will be there as well with her band Twisted Pine from up in Boston. 
Okay. Um, we'll be doing a co-bill with that and then uh, the band that I play with. And uh, Kathleen will be coming up for my set as well. And we'll be all kind of mingling together too. So this should be a fun night. That's so not that it affects me in the least effect. I'm all in favor. Will there be a cover just so people know? There will be a cover. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I, just, just. But I promise it'll be worth it. <laughs> oh, no, no. For me, it's like, I'm going to tip you anyway. I mean, to me, it's just a way of tipping you ahead of time as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? So it's like. Um, yeah. Will you, uh, will you be able to purchase the CD there? You will. Yes. Okay. Yep. Um, cool. Uh Kathleen, can you tell us a little bit more about the the band that um, you're in and from Boston? And uh, we also never heard any of your uh, influences. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I guess I'll start with the influences and then work up to the current. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So um, I guess how I started... Was the question just like influences to yeah, like Yeah, we writing just asked, yeah, like what influences... Yeah, like who influenced you to... You know, like what bands and stuff. Doug, is that how you would interpret oh, okay. that question? Yeah. Okay. I was zoning out for a second. I have to, I have to think. I was, now I can't think what I was thinking of. So now we lost everything. Well, that's fine. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, just who, you know, yeah. what musicians did you look up to? Well, I guess coming from the violin um, and playing a lot of Celtic music early on, it was a little bit more difficult for me to uh, start playing, like, you know, rock and roll at first, (laughs) as you might call it. Um, So one big influence of mine was this fiddle player named Eileen Ivers, and she did a lot of Celtic crossover with like world different like world music um with like afrobeat and like like sometimes like cuban rhythms in her playing and she improvised which i thought was really wild over like this celtic music that i was studying so that was like my first i guess transition or influence um and then when i got to berkeley i started te- uh learning from great teachers like bruce molsky uh, who did Appalachian fiddle fiddling and lots of old time music, and then Daryl Anger was kind of like the you, person. You gotta come down to the social. You I just know. Got to. I, I was, know. I, I was <laughs> telling Cat before that uh, we play down in the uh, in New London every Monday seven to ten at the social, and it's all about old time music. We have fiddles there. We have Craig Edwards who was on the show there, and. Uh, I was like, oh, you got to go. This is right, right <laughs> in your alley. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because I've been learning that, the, all those tunes and whatnot over the years. But then, yeah, so so then Daryl Anger kind of got me into more chordal playing on the fiddle, like getting these like double stops across. And like it wasn't till then could I start to like hang in like different uh I don't know, just music circuits and like, yeah. like I started playing with Paul Rochelle and Annie Rains and like learning the blues from them and just like different types of improvising. And then it kind of helped me start writing my own songs that I was hearing in my head because now I could play the chords and whatnot. And I started playing mandolin because it's the same like fingerings as a violin. And so then when I was picking up mandolin that was when i met brad and so then i could show him some of my original songs and that was kind of how we started playing together yep. after yeah. that and that's again 
I've mentioned it before, you know, to get from the couch to the stage, that, that's a crucial thing is not hanging out with musicians. And, and even if you go to somebody's house on a Friday night and just sit down with one other guy or girl and, and, and just play some songs, mm-hmm. that's, how, that, that's part of the transition. That's mm-hmm. part of the transition. Absolutely. Um, I would love to hear one of your original songs. Sure. Uh, something special? Cool. Yeah, so this is a song that I actually recorded with my band Twisted Pine. It came on an album last summer. So um, you have an album out for them too, if people are looking for it? Yes. Uh, so where would they find it? You can go to twistedpineband.com to find any of our albums. We actually just put out a second album. That's a covers album. So we're going to be doing some of those songs that Brad's... There's going to be a lot of covers I'm as well as original music. I'm hoping you can buy music. those CDs at the Knickerbocker also. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to have to bring my wallet. I can see. I can, I can, I can, I can, I can see three, D, three CDs already. <clears throat> Here we go. But yeah, Twisted Pine is um, uh, an acoustic quartet. Uh, that does a lot of... We started off as Bluegrass Band back in 2013, but since then have just been writing our own music and kind of going into an acoustic indie, I don't know, pop scene. Yeah. I don't really know what to call it. but With like slight bluegrass roots and everything, yeah. Yeah, cool. we do like a lot of improvising and jamming. It's definitely got some jam band in it, man. <laughs> <laughs> With the Grateful Dead of the Bluegrass Circle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a fan of that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's got it's so many cool different stuff. things. Yeah. So it's going to be fun on August 24th at the Knickerbocker. Indeed. Going to have a good time. But yeah, this is a song I wrote called Something Special. Do 
Getting ready for a cut, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's do this. Um, Doug, why don't you tell people where they can find the show? And then if we can um, get you guys to plug uh, where people can find you and book you for events and buy your um, buy your albums and stuff. Um, so, Doug, where can people find the show? You can find The easiest way to find it, I've found, is, and other people have told me, is to just go on to Google and do B440 Productions, and it'll bring you right to the website where there's a bunch of shows that Ben puts on, mine included. I think mine's the best one, by the way. Um, <laughs> no, no, can, no comments. <laughs> um, from there, you can, and it's on iTunes, it's on YouTube, it's on Spotify, it's on LipSync. Again, any of those, you, if you go to any of those sites and do B440 Productions or Doug's, and Doug is D-U-G, by the way, open mic, you should, you'll, you'll find it. Okay. Uh, and where can people find you guys? Uh, well, for, for our duo, uh, you can find us on um, Cat Parks and Brad Bensko on Facebook, and that's Cat, K-A-T, and then Parks, P-A-R-K-S, and then Brad Bensko, B-E-N-S-K-O, uh, and well, you know, we keep everyone posted on upcoming shows and our upcoming record that we're going into the studio to record in October, I believe. Oh, that's um, exciting. And then um, there's my website, bradbenscomusic.com, 
And then... And you can find me at KathleenParksMusic.com. And links to everything. (laughs) (laughs) All the music. And um, any of the guests that we have on the show, if you having trouble finding them or you need to get a hold of me, you can always get a hold of Ben and me through Facebook or, and, and stuff like that and, and we'll get you in contact with them. No problem. Um, will you guys play us out with something something yeah. else? Anything? You do you want to do... Uh, yeah. So this is actually a track that's going to be on our upcoming record. This is the first co-write that we did. Oh, um, this is exciting. Yeah. It so sounds better when it's in tune, so... Oh, um, by the way, I, I remembered when I zoned out what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to ask a quick question. So, Brad, if you had any vo- your, your vocal style to me is somewhat unique. Oh, did yeah. Have, Thank um, you. Did you have any vocal training or was that just something that came? I had a little bit. It was mostly just through like chamber choir in high school. Um, I took a couple of vocal lessons here and there just to uh, prepare for like my aunt's wedding when I was in middle school or so. But yeah. um, most of it was just... Singing along to Beatles records. I, I had like this... Beatles don't sing like that. Uh, well, it, it, it was like it, uh, anything that I listened to, I had this like obsession with trying to sound exactly like it. And I think just through that, I don't know, I, you know, it, it's like a lot of Paul McCartney, a lot of Harry Nilsson. That was like a huge vocal influence yeah, on me. Um, Stax Records artists. Um, Todd. Todd Rundgren. Yep, a lot of that, so... And then uh, even even like crooners, I mean, I, you know, Bing Crosby, <laughs> Dean Martin, yep. uh, Nat King Cole, a lot of guys like that. That's it's, what it is. It's just yeah. a mix of all of yep. that. And, and for both of you, like, not only are you incredible musicians, but you both have incredible voices. I said incredible too many times right there. I'm not just about that right now. Wow, it's but much you both appreciated. Have, but you both have fantastic... You're supposed uh, to say awesome. To, uh, you can say awesome as much um, as you want. <laughs> but, you, but, you, uh, but you both have, like, amazing voices... Um, as Thank well you. as being, you know, ridiculously talented musicians. Um, Kathleen, do you have any training uh, while we're on the subject in, in vocal? Um, only a little bit. I did one semester of vocal lessons while I was at Berkeley. But, yeah, it's just been like practicing on the stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I, I put everything off track. Back on track. Um, Play us out. Well, this is this is uh, our first co-write that we did, and this is I was up in Ithaca, New York, and I um, was in a hotel and just kind of came up with this little kind of finger picking riff like that, and I didn't really do anything with it. And then shortly after, do you mind? I'm sorry, oh, not at all. I film it? What's oh, not at not at oh, all. Go, go for it. Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it was around that time that I started playing with Kathleen. Um, so I brought it to her, and then I think, what, in about a day or two, we had a song out of it. You kind of threw a melody to it, and we worked on it a little bit, and mm-hmm. we had something. So um, so this song's called Someday Soon. One, two, three. For love, I'm asking you, my lucky stars above. Won't you bring me some more? I'm tired of waiting on time. 
Longing to have my fingertips entwined Those fingertips where I find mm-hmm. Someone to make me giggle Someone to make me laugh Someone who make the rainy days Quickly pass Someone who will be true Someday soon Just the other day Two vacant chairs tucked in a small cafe Wasn't any other way I called as soon as I was home Wondering if she was at the telephone Oh, I never felt so at home And I made a giggle And she made me laugh And she spoke of rainy days Long past for someone new May come through someday soon of Doug's Open Mic is brought to you in part by Mystic River Acupuncture, ancient medicine for a modern world. Come down and try their safe and effective methods to improve your physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Use them for prevention or from quicker healing from injury and illness. Their clinic offers a wide range of services from acupuncture, Chinese herbs, therapeutic massage, cupping, magnet therapy, and so much more. Doug, you have a long history with Kathleen Poole, the owner uh, can you tell us a little bit about why she's uniquely qualified to help your listeners? 
So I've known Kathleen for many years. She's a fellow musician. And as such, she's uniquely qualified. She knows the musician ailments. We do a lot of repetitive motions. And she's got some solutions for that. I've even seen her at various gigs that I've been at, taking musicians into a back room and uh, fix them up right then. Kind of repairs on site. That's awesome. And uh, not only that, of course she can help. She has 30 years experience in the business. And um, if you're wondering, the clinic also has senior days and community acupuncture clinics. So really, whatever you're looking for, they can help. And whatever your situation is, they can help. The clinic is conveniently located in the city of Groton near I-95, Route 1 and Thames Street. For more information, call 860-448-6766 or visit them at mysticriveracupuncture.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Perks and Corks, located at 62 High Street. Perks and Corks is the heart of downtown Westerly, with their world-famous martinis and six nights of live music every week. You can also check out Perks every day starting at 11 a.m. for a great selection of coffees, breakfast sandwiches, and eclectic grilled cheeses. D.U.G. here. Thought I'd throw a couple comments in. I'm a longtime fan of Perks. Their open mic is fantastic. Every Monday, 9 o'clock, come on down. They have a full sound system there. Gene Paris will set you right up. And as I've mentioned on other shows, it's a great place to start moving from the couch to the professional stage for aspiring musicians. You might even see me play there on occasion. Number two, their martinis are very well received. I'm a beer guy myself, but they look very tasty, almost dangerously tasty. Yeah, know what I mean. And number three, they have music six days a week. The only day they do not have it is on Tuesday. And they have some of the best talent around, very acoustical, very singer songwriter I can guarantee you'll like it. All right. For more information on upcoming musicians, follow them on Facebook or go to perksandcorks.com.